0: Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God, talk about it. Allow to guide our thinking. There are so many voices, so many people, so many sources of information today that want to guide the way you and I think. And remember, as a person thinks within himself, that directs the course of their life. You and I want to learn how to think biblically, about things happening in our world, things happening in our life, our family, our church, our nation, our schools, our business, everything. We want the Lordship of Christ extended all the way so we think properly and biblically about everything. Well, this is the end of May. This was Memorial Day weekend for those of you who are coming from outside the United States in which we remember and honor those who have died in our wars for our freedom. We'll talk about that Monday because Monday is Memorial Day. Today, I want to say, are you ready for Pride Month? Yes, this might surprise some of you around the world, but we actually have a month here in America called Pride Month. This has not always been. This is something that started in my lifetime, I'm not sure exactly when it was, began to really take traction, probably sometime in the 90s or early 2000s, Pride Month. Yes, where we take pleasure in our pride. We celebrate our pride. Now, what should a Christian think about this? Because obviously, we want to think properly, as we've said. Let's start by thinking, what does God say about pride? First Peter 5.5 5 and James 4 tells us God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. In Proverbs, it tells us pride goes before the fall. Pride always leads to destruction. Remember Nebuchadnezzar, who was proud of his great achievements as king of Babylon, and he was boasting in his own heart and being proud of what he had accomplished And thought he'd done it all himself, and God took away his sovereignty. God judged him. God took away his power. Babylon, the mightiest nation, the mightiest empire on earth, and one of the mightiest in history, and he took it away. And Nebuchadnezzar was driven out into the wilderness, where he lived as a beast for seven years, until he learned to humble himself. And his conclusion was, God knows how to humble the proud, and he praised God. And let us remember, God knows how to humble the proud. As we have people in our country celebrating that which they should be ashamed of, as we have people being proud and and boasting in their pride of their rebellion against God, don't let this foot of pride come upon you. Don't you respond to them the way they do. It's so easy in the flesh. When when someone attacks us in the flesh or attacks what we believe in the flesh, it is so easy to respond in the exact same way, in the flesh. And we've got to make sure that we don't. Otherwise, we just become like them, like them. We are lowered to their level. And God calls us not to do that, but to overcome evil with good. Romans 12, the last verse. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And so when you and I, if you're attacked, your beliefs, your ideas, because you don't take part in this pride month, remember, rise above. Don't stoop to their level. We are we want to be victorious. Well, what is this pride all about? You know, but let's go ahead and look at what Romans chapter 1 says about homosexuality. because pride, it's all about the LGBTQ+, plus. LGBTQ+, plus, meaning they're recruiting, they've recruited the L, lesbian, G, gays, LGBT, transgender, LGB, B, bi's, T, trans, and now they want more. They put a plus at the end because they're welcoming others. This is a... Uh, a rebellion against God, a rebellion of pride, a rebellion of, of the sexual revolution, turning away from what God says was good, right, and true. And trust me, they don't want to stop at the T. They want more and more to be added to their rebellion. They they see a cultural revolution. Now, let's look at what Romans chapter 1 says about this. In this chapter, we see that the down. The, the, the degradation of a society that turns away from God. First, they reject the knowledge of God. And then they the next thing they're given over to idolatry. Then they're given over to immorality. And then this is the third stage of their decline, the decline of a person or of a society, of a tribe, of a nation, whatever. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions. We read in Romans 1, 26 through 28. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way also, the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire for one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. What's this speaking of? It's rejecting what's natural for the LGBT homosexual agenda and the homosexual lifestyle and homosexual behavior. What's natural? You know, you talk to young people today—not just young people—you talk to almost anybody today, and for the first time in history, for the first time in history, we think of sexual activity not in terms of having a baby. Yeah, for 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 from Adam and Eve on, the idea was if you have sex if you have sex with one another, you you are very likely going to produce a baby. And now in our generation, and it's it, it's hard to believe that this was really, you know, we're so used to it to think it's not about having a baby. People in college don't think it has anything to do with having a baby. If you become pregnant, you abort it. You get rid of it. You do everything to protect yourself from from the real, the natural purpose of sexual relations. And this is the result of the sexual revolution, that it's no longer about starting a family, having a family, having children. An expression of love that has with it commitment, that has responsibility, but rather it's just about pleasure. And today we're in the hookup culture with anyone does anything with anybody without any intention of any kind of relationship or commitment. That's where we've come to. That's where we're at. This is wrong, wrong, wrong. This is not something to be celebrating. This is not something to be proud of. This is reducing humanity to the level of bunny rabbits or or dogs or whatever. That's not what we should be. What should we be as Christians? We want to be people who rise above. And again, that we think of these things, the homosexuality, the sexual activity, all of these things in God's way. Now I say here, be prepared because one thing that June does is a time of virtue signaling. Virtue signaling means I'm, I want everybody to know how inclusive I am how accepting I am, how loving I am. Translated, I have no moral standards whatsoever. We've seen this with companies that, that we've seen our country. Well, let's step back. We've seen our schools expressing this for quite some time. We've seen our government expressing this for quite some time. And more and more, we're seeing corporations expressing this internally where they expect everyone to be uh, inclusive, no matter what anyone does, how they live, what they say, you're just supposed to be quiet and take it and celebrate who they are, celebrate their independence, their individuality, etc. But more and more now, it's seeping into the advertising. You go in stores, you buy a product, and they're they're boasting how they're boasting about this to their customers. It's backfiring with the Bud Light fiasco with, it's backfired. Now we've had uh, Miller Lite did the same thing. So the beers, they're not doing it right. But of course, Target was in the news the last two weeks because Target has targeted, the store Target, the youth children, children. It's one thing to offer things for adults, but they've had this whole celebrate pride section for children. They're trying to backpedal because there's the mama bears, i.e. mamas who really care about their kids, are fighting back because they realize the influence of this on their children, the, the peer pressure, the influence that happens when this becomes part of the culture. And when no one says, when all virtue signaling says it's good to accept these things and to be inclusive of all these things, and no one stands up and says, no, we don't hate people. We're not trying to kill people. But that's wrong. These things are wrong. The LGBTQ agenda, it's wrong. We love people, but we don't love what they do. And we certainly don't love what they are promoted, promoting. And we don't like it when corporations do anything to try and attract children or to normalize this behavior to our children. Well, what, what did we have here recently at Target? We had this fella. Who designed products for Target? And this guy is a Satanist. You can see on his shirt there; he dressed like Satan, and he looks like he's trying to look like Satan. And his shirt says, "Satan respects pronouns." Well, and here was something that he tweeted about after he uh, about how excited he was. They were in in um, Target, and he says, "This are you ready? Satan loves you and respects who you are." You're important and valuable in this world, and you deserve to treat yourself with love and respect. LGBT plus people are so often referred to as being a product of Satan or going against God's will. So fine, we'll hang out with Satan instead. Wow. He went on to say, the the Christians don't want you. The Bible thinks you're bad. Come on over to our side. We'll accept you. We love you. We'll be. You can be part of our group. Be a Satanist. Well, of course, Satan or, or Target's backtracking because uh, these mama bears are out there exposing these things on Twitter and social media and saying, we're not going to let our kids walk in and be exposed to this. We can shop elsewhere. We can go find our stuff in another store. We don't want to be assaulted with normalizing what we should be ashamed of, with grooming or drawing or trying to attract Young people into a lifestyle that is contrary to God. And remember something, folks. You know, recently there was some discussion about, you know, politicians saying our children belong to the state, they belong to everybody. And others were saying, no, our children belong to parents, whether it's school boards or wherever. This is a, do they belong to the state? Do they belong to, do, do our children belong to everyone? Or do they belong to parents? And I'd like to say, no. Our children belong to God. Our children belong to God. Parents have a stewardship over them in their youth, and and Scripture commands children to respect and honor their parents. Later on in life, yes, we all take part, and the government has authority in our lives. Never the same way as the parents do, and nobody—parents, teachers, government. Nobody owns us. We belong to God. And so we want to respect and honor God in all we do. We recognize the biblical understanding of the worldview that all people are sinners. All have gone astray from God. We love sinners. We invite them back to the kingdom of God. We welcome them through faith in Jesus Christ. We never agree with any sin, not LGBT, not lying, not theft, not deception, not stealing, not lust, not heterosexual sin, not pornography. We don't agree with any sin at all anywhere. Homosexuality is not in a unique class that says they can come without repentance. The way into the kingdom, repentance and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, whatever your sin. And we welcome anyone who's willing to say, I have been wrong and I want salvation. We don't only welcome them; we seek them. We're after them. We want everyone to enter into God's kingdom, everyone to be saved, everyone to go to heaven, everyone to lead the rebellion and become children of God. That's our hope. That's our prayer. So, how do you prepare for Pride Month? Well, get ready for the virtue signaling. Get ready for the com- companies to say, "I'm more, I'm more inclusive than the next guy," and so buy my product. Personally. That type of virtue signaling, they call it, to me is signaling pride in what they should be ashamed of. It doesn't draw me to their company. More often than not, it repels me. If I can take my business elsewhere, I do. It repels me from that. But the people, we love the sinner, we hate the sin. We do not agree with all that this pride stands for. We cannot go along with it. We draw a line in the sand. We don't. I don't say the pronouns. I don't applaud what they do, I I grieve, I pray, I repent, I'm saddened at the celebration of evil that goes on in our streets, on our television screens, in our stores, in our government, I'm saddened by this. By the way, will this bring the judgment of God? As we saw in Romans 1, this is the judgment of God. This is the judgment of God. Idolatry is a judgment upon people the the sexual revolution was a judgment upon our country for rejecting god homosexuality the lgbtq is a further judgment upon our land for for what for never turning back to god in the uh, earlier and then then romans 128 will be given over to all kinds of depraved thinking my wife and i sometimes think how can people think the way they do how can they think this is good how can they come to certain conclusions what's wrong with their thinking some of these corporate executives, some of these government officials, what's wrong with their thinking? Folks, it's a depraved mind that has turned away from God. And once you turn away from God, the Bible says your mind becomes depraved. Anyone can end up thinking anything when their mind is given over to depravity and a reprobate mind away from the will of God. Father in heaven, we want to, in our country, want to be repenting for how we have embraced what you say is shameful and degrading, degrading to people, degrading to anyone who embraces it. We, we are ashamed of it, Lord. We repent of it. And Lord, we just think of how our country has exported so much of this around the world. And, and uh, we've used our superpower status and our marketing expertise not to bring goodness to the world, but in our generation to bring filth and sin and shame and degradation and all these things, Lord, the pornography epidemic, the LGBT, all of these things that we've exported to our world. We're truly sorry, Father. It grieves us. It sickens us. And we think of what it must do to you. Father, we humble ourselves before you. We do not stand in pride. We humble ourselves before the Almighty we ask your mercy upon us. We ask, Father, that in your grace, you might break this spiritual stronghold of the LGBTQ movement, that you might free people from this bondage to these sins. You might set them free through faith in Jesus Christ. We plead the blood of Christ over them. We plead, we plead for freedom. We, and we ask, O oh God, that a multitude of these people that we love would come into the kingdom, would be saved, would come to Jesus, would thoroughly repent and would stand up and declare their freedom and declare their new life in Jesus and how they have turned from the sinful way. Give us many voices that call out others. Start a revival. Lord, I think of coming to mind now that movie The Jesus Revolution that showed how you had a revival amongst the hippies back in the 70s. How we pray, Lord, there could be a revival in our land. And we, Lord, we do not accept what is done. We call them to repentance and we offer a hand of love and forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Father, we confess to you, it's often difficult to love the sinner and hate their sin. It's difficult. Give us this grace. Help us to rise above when we're treated by the flesh, responding in the same manner. Help us to overcome evil with good, we pray. We ask for that for our country. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Folks, thanks for being with me. A little bit heavier message today than normal, but we do talk here about, like I said, we believe the word of God is not only eternal, we believe it's current. We believe it relates to our day right here, right now. We want to know how as Christians to navigate the cultural waters in which we live. So I hope you'll join me regularly. Come here. I'm here every day, 8.30 a.m. live. We talk about the Bible. We pray over the Scripture. We ask ask God to get it into our hearts, into our families, into our schools, into our churches, into our communities, into our nation, and into the world, the Great Commission. God bless you. So glad to have you along, and I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Until then you have a wonderful day. might God give you strength and blessing, rise above in Jesus name. Amen.